my family did I am not the voices in my head I am not the pieces of the brokenness inside I am light I am light Hello everyone and welcome back to Being Inspired Radio. I am Amanda Johnson, your host and Today is a very special day for me as I have another inspiring guest with us and she is a very, very dear friend of mine and so I am so blessed and grateful to share this space with her. In today's episode, we are going to be meeting Elle Callanan and I'm going to tell you just a little bit about her in a minute and uh, she and I are going to be talking about some really juicy stuff around what it means to be pregnant, um, literally and figuratively, and what that looks like in terms of the lessons that we learn as we prepare to give birth. And so um, let me tell you a little bit about Elle, and then we're going to hear from her. Elle Kellenant, she is a lifestyle coach and a decorator partnering with both men and women to grow more peace and spaciousness in their home and lives. Her mantra is, there is always a solution, and that means that everything is possible when we live in a soul-centered presence and honor our abounding resources, which I absolutely love. So mm-hmm. welcome, Elle. Thank you. Thank you so much for that great intro. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to spend this time with you and... And um, you are just one of my nearest and dearest friends. And I'm so glad that we've been on this soulful journey these last couple of years together. I feel real sisterhood to you. And I'm thrilled to be here with you today. Thank you. Me too. Me too. Um, I'm just excited to jump into this content because I think it's ripe with insight. Um, and, and I know combined, we are just going to have an amazing time. So as I mentioned, this, um, this idea, of course, came to me. Um, Elle is beautifully pregnant. Um, how, what is it? 30, 36 <laughs> weeks? Uh, I think we're, we're like maybe at 35-ish. 35-ish probably just weeks. starting 35. Yeah. Beautiful. So we, um, and I've had the, the pleasure of, of seeing her, being with her, um, offering a blessing way for her and her new one to come. And, and as I was um, meditating on other topics that I wanted to discuss, this just became very clear to me that um, we need to talk about this experience that you're having, but that so many of us are having as well when it comes Mm -hmm. to feeling pregnant, either with an idea, um, maybe a creative project and, and what it might be like to give birth to that. So exploring this idea from the very literal sense of being physically pregnant, giving birth, which you have yet to experience, but you're working up to and, <laughs> and how else that plays out. And so the, I like to start these, these discussions with a quote, something that, um, yeah, just really spoke to me or speaks to me and, and then see what it inspires in you and, and what it inspires in our listeners in terms of um, bringing this concept, concept to, to all of us. And so the quote that stood out to me as I was kind of flipping through some books that I've read and, and you know, different passages um, was from, was actually from a book called Sacred Success by Barbara Stanny, but she was quoting 
um, a psychologist, Eric Fromm. And I want to, I'll read this quote and then Elle, you and I will just kind of jump in and see what, where, where this takes us. So Eric Fromm says, the main task in life is to give birth to ourself to become what we actually are. I love that. Wow. Right? That's so powerful. <laughs> Who thinks of that? I love Eric Fromm. <laughs> I know. And he even spells <laughs> Thank you, Eric cool. Fromm. I know. Like, who spells Eric with a C-H? He does. And it's amazing. Oh, yeah. He's probably Austrian or German. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have also read Sacred Success. And I love that you pulled this quote because I do think it's so powerful. And I had actually forgotten about it. Um, and how wonderful to think that maybe that's our mission or our purpose for those who are you know, seekers, we're all such seekers. And um, it's, we complicate things with our brain tool, right? And then to hear such a simplistic and profound quote is like, oh, (laughs) it's so much easier than we're making it. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So as you were hearing that, um, and as you, yes, I agree. And as you now are, you are pregnant, you are, you are going to physically be giving birth. Um, Yeah, I know. What? (laughs) You know, what comes up, because the way I look at it, and again, I loved that quote. I thought I was going to read this long passage. And I think to your point, sometimes the simplicity of it is all we need. Um, And so I loved that quote for that reason, kind of bringing us back. Um, I have another quote, too, that maybe I'll read later if it seems like it fits. But also, same thing, very simple. And, um, And I'm not going to say oversimplify the process or experience of giving birth, but that we are, you know, that is what we are here to do. Um, And again, maybe that is giving birth to a project of ours, which is an essence of us and who we are. So if we are working on a project or, um, you know, for me, I'm I'm writing a book and I know you and I have talked about this. So there may be a, a project or some sort of creative gift that we are working on, or we are, or maybe we are working on on giving birth to ourselves, a new version of ourselves, um, a higher version of ourselves. And so as we're on this journey, we're continuing to go through this process of birth and giving birth time and time again. And in your case as well, the physical birth that we, um, that we go through to bring new life into this world. So there are so many lessons. I think that's the thing for me is that there are so many lessons that we are garnering along the way And I want to talk about some of those and what they might be for you. And so before I plug any of my own, I'm curious if anything is coming up for you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Thank you for that. It's, It's such a fun topic. And you're so spot on to say we're all birthing something. And, um, you know, personally, I hadn't thought I was going to be a mom in my life. That wasn't something that I had signed on in this lifetime for, I thought. And I thought that for pretty much, you know, maybe 34, 35 out of my 37 years. So meeting this wonderful partner I have in my life and navigating relationship with him and then discovering, oh, I was covering up perhaps my desire to be a parent or teacher with fear and to dive into that in the last couple of years and really look something in the eye, um, I do liken to going into labor, which is frankly an intimidating thing, especially for us first-time moms and and first-time dads uh, as well. And so my partner and I have looked at our relationship in this beautiful new way 
And personally, I've looked at my own self, um, like you're saying, kind of birthing self for the last couple of years in a new way. And it's brought me to a much more um, related to others way of being, where I can see the birth of your book, for example, as so similar in the journey and the fear and the gestation and the overcoming and the enthusiasm that I find in this nine or 10 month um, experience of being pregnant. And I just think it's a wonderful analogy um, or metaphor for what we bring to our lifetime, whatever that project might be or projects. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. And what I'm, (laughs) I'm going to, I mean, it's such a practice for me to just sit here and listen to all the amazing words without just wanting to like interject every two things you say. (laughs) So thank you for that. Wow. So the thing that really stood out to me as you were talking is this idea of fear. And, you know, I I hadn't quite thought of it this way necessarily that there's um, because of your beautiful story of almost maybe the reasons why you hadn't even allowed yourself to entertain the idea of being a mother in that again, very literal physical way was potentially out of fear and, you know, blocking yourself from that. And that immediately brought to mind for me, you know, how often do we all do that? And I can speak for myself, you know, how, how long did I um, fearfully sit on any idea of wanting to write a book? Because, well, who am I? And well, what would I have to say? And, um, you know, and so it's almost like the idea of being an author for very many, you know, and, and this is, again, different, but similar in that how many times do we each have a, a dream or a desire or a calling that we are shutting off or tuning off or, you know, turning down because of fear? Mm-hmm. Right. It's such a beautiful opportunity. Um, you used that word the other day um, when we were discussing a different topic and you said, well, it sounds like an opportunity. <laughs> and it, it it is so true that fear, um, you know, we can laugh at our fear, we can embrace it, we can share it with others, we can look it in the eye and take it on as a challenge, we can release it. There's all of these very powerful verbs we can use um, in conjunction with fear and I, I just wasn't raised in a household, for example, where we talked about our fears very much. But as all of us grow into our path of adulthood and we find beautiful peers and strong leaders um, in whatever form, whether they be authors or speakers or um, people who pass through our personal lives, we find this opportunity to embrace fear and kind of examine it like a um, you know, like a rock that we would find in nature. (laughs) And then the rock cracks open and we realize, oh my gosh, this is something sparkling and beautiful inside and I can do something with this. So yes, I I agree with you that fear is um, such a tool and we can, we can manipulate that tool in the best way to work for us. Mm, Yes. The image of the rock and it cracking open. (laughs) Oh man. And it is, it's a tool it beca- and, and the thing is, the fear doesn't, um, it's not like you've now, you're done with fear. You know, and that's the other mm-hmm. thing I heard you saying, which I think, again, is so relatable, is there was fear at the beginning, you examined it, you picked it up, you rolled it around, you felt it, you touched <laughs> it, you probably finally cracked it open, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't let it, it weigh you down anymore. And you said, what else is in here? Let's look at that. And then you moved into this new 
way of being in the world, um, stepping into this new role, um, you know, and, and, and now you're looking forward and you see labor approaching and maybe some fears mm-hmm. coming up again. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that the fear is just gone forever, but perhaps our relationship maybe changes with it or, or does it evolve or do we just get a new rock to examine? Right. <laughs> right. Well, it is, um, it is a really, uh, we're always talking in nature metaphors, yes. aren't we? Um, I love the idea of, you know, being an anthropologist of sorts where the journey is uncovering, you know, turning over all the stones and examining them and looking for the treasure in them. And how beautiful is it that when we then again see fear or we see a stone that we think, oh, that that looks like fear. That looks like something that I should crack open again. It isn't so daunting. And we've cataloged what that's about. And we've, you know, examined with others what that looks like and what the tools can be that we make from it. And part of the journey of being pregnant these last many months is sort of twofold for me that comes to mind first. One is that I'm a big believer that we decide um, how time feels or how it suits us. And for me, that speaks to Einstein's um, theory of relativity, that time originates from our own perception. And so when I'm very present, and when I'm even not in a meditation practice per se, but just momentarily aware, oh, that's right, I, I don't have to rush, or let me take an extra moment to listen to this person before I speak, you know, whatever it is, that that is so empowering. And it's allowed the pregnancy, for example, to um, give me enough time to get comfortable with the fears that do bubble up sometimes. And the second thing is that I've been able to gather my tribe. Um, so if we go back to the anthropological example, we, we're on a team. You know, we're all digging together. We're all rolling these stones around together. And um, it makes it so much more fun and feels so much more possible to manage these fears and to put them to good use versus letting them pile up and roll over on us when we have a good tribe. So that's been a fun process for me as I've, I've gathered strangers and acquaintances and, mm-hmm. and uh, experienced the blessing way that you were so, so kind and generous to create for me. It was just all, oh, magical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, plug for blessing ways. Anyone yeah. out there that you know, <laughs> either pregnant with child or pregnant with idea, creation, you know. Look up a blessing way. Absolutely. Um, Such a special time. What I loved about what you said on both fronts. So we have, you know, we have this idea of time. And I think that is another piece for me that I can really relate to not being physically pregnant um, and never have, um, you know, given birth to new life in that way. I really resonate with this idea of time. You know, not only are we the creator in some ways of our time, that we, it is up to our perception. And that is also something that I've, um, you know, learned for myself and, and also love this idea of the support system and, you know, getting your, your tribe in place and, and Mm -hmm. having that. Um, but let's look at the time piece for a little bit, because I'm something that came up for me as I was also sitting with this concept and what has also been made clear to me as I've spoken with others about using my book as the example for right now of this process of birthing this book and being pregnant with this book um, is just the amount of divine timing 
that occurs and the amount of patience and trusting in that timing when we're physically pregnant. And again, I can only speak from, you know, what I observe in others. And now you can certainly speak to it um, with personal experience, but there, there's this, this idea, and maybe those listening also are like, well, sure, sure. When you're pregnant, we know how long it's going to take nine months about give or take. And so there's a bit of an expectation. Um, and there's, we, we go into the process and again, you add to this, but we can go into the process with this idea of, well, this is how long it is. I can prepare myself for that. I know it's not going to happen much sooner. And I know it probably won't take much longer than that. Now, (laughs) you know, again, given normal circumstances, right? But for Mm -hmm. those of us without that physical barometer of sorts and, and and the, you know, this is how long it takes, you know, we may not be given that same luxury if it is a luxury. I'm sure it doesn't always feel that way. Um, and so what, you know, I just, let's talk about that because I find that fascinating. And again, so many um, correlations can be drawn from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an excellent example of uh, what I want to say, um, constrained time versus really luxurious self-oriented time. And I'm I'm in agreement with you that there is a piece of predictability, I guess, that comes with having a gestation period that's predetermined for you. And then birthing a book, for example, can be sort of endless seeming. And yet I find that it's it's almost a more professional or elevated way to birth something in that you get full autonomy. And so for me personally, this feels like sort of a starter project where the parameters are laid out for me and there's lots of tools. I'm not the first to do this by any means. Um, and I have wonderful leaders who've, who've got my back. And then for others who might be birthing a book or a creative project or a collaboration or, or some twinkling of an idea that they haven't fleshed out yet, the the endless boundlessness of it seems a little bit daunting, at least to me. And I think that's why a lot of us don't get started or get to completion mm-hmm. um, or get to birth on lots of the ideas that we have in projects. So what I find the gift in that or the opportunity to use your word is that we can craft time to work in our favor and we get to set those parameters for ourselves and be an explorer and say, okay, well, let me just guess at this. Let me say nine months because I am birthing something or 10 months because that's what it really is. Um, and then if that doesn't work for me, let me recalculate as I go. Let me source others who have done this before, even if there are fewer of them. And I'll, I'll make some notes and I'll share this in my process with others as I go. And there's just so many gifts that abound from that place um, that either way, whether it's strict parameters um, like gestation or it's more open-ended, I think there are so many pluses in either camp. Um, and we just sort of have to look at those and embrace them versus fearing them, you know, which is easy to do. Absolutely. And I love that because... The other piece of this and linking it back to the um, beautiful quote by Eric Fromm is, you know, sometimes what we are birthing is ourself. And now that is, that is a lifetime. 
Right. I mean, really, and yet, and yet, how often do I mean? I know I do, and how many times do we get in that mindset of, well, isn't it supposed to have been done by now? You know, I mean, my gestation period's over, and and where you know, where's this kind of final, you know, final product or this this um, final version? And I think that's really beautiful because I do believe there are so many uh, correlations between the physical process of giving birth and then these other more in sometimes more intangible or other times tangible uh, versions. And, and I loved your perspective on it in that, you know, there are, there are kind of the upsides in both camps. And, and so they aren't identical. You know, you are given these parameters um, as we physically give birth, whereas those may not be as strict in these other examples. Um, and, and yet there, we can learn from both. So I feel like those of us who may not have the same external parameters or, or rather, you know, physical parameters, um, Mm -hmm. we could almost borrow some lessons from those who do, as you were mentioning, kind of set your time frame. say, well, let me just see what happens if I say it's going to take, you know, 10 months. Mm -hmm. And so we could almost borrow the lessons. Um, equally there are lessons that can probably be borrowed the other way. I imagine in terms of you're crafting (laughs) your own time, Right. Um, And then this idea and the word just keeps coming up because I think it's in both camps, it's required to be patient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a great word. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, and so even if we're saying, okay, it's, you know, already how long or you don't, because either it's a project that, you know, maybe it does take multiple years or it is a lifetime um, of continuing to give birth and rebirth and rebirth, you know. So potentially there are uh, varying stages of or evolution of this giving birth, but but it can continue on and on. Um, but there's this idea of patience. And I'm just curious what you would say about that in your experience, um, kind of in both camps. Yeah, that's a great question. I love the word patient. Um, there's so many beautiful, um, either clients or peers that I've talked about that word with lately. And even, even in like the, in whole foods last night, for example, a couple moms had spoken to me, um, of course, noticing my big belly and asking when I was doing that kind of thing. And one of the things that we talked about was one of these ladies is also pregnant and she has quite a little bit of urgency to, um, you know, deliver and she's delivering later than I am. And so it's kind of fascinating to hear others interpretations of how much time they experience. Mm. And so for me, I feel very blessed that I felt healthy this whole time. And I've been able to be physically comfortable. And I know for others, they experience pregnancy very differently. And, and it can be quite a, a physically taxing journey. So by the, by the time you're at the end of it, it's like, please, let's just have this baby. Let's get on with this delivery. And for me, that isn't the experience. But to speak to patients, I'm not saying that couldn't happen. Mm. <laughs> I have a little ways to go still. And so the lessons that I'm garnering from even my acquaintance tribe and the ladies who've shared their personal experiences with me reminds me that, again, I'm, I decide time, I get to experience how long something feels to me, and then I can garner whatever resources or gather resources that I need to help that be the most comfortable it can be. And I think that's the same for 
um, birthing anything, if it's a project you're working on and you find that you're coming up against something very uncomfortable or fear or, you know, a timeline that isn't suiting you, then there's always a solution. (laughs) We talk about that so often. And really, someone has the answer, or there's a new way to perceive what you need to get done in a day, or how many chapters you'd like to have under your belt in X amount of time. And when we re-examine that, patience just blossoms all over. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have every moment to choose that patience again. Yes. And, and we get to decide, yes, and we, you know, the moment of this isn't happening as fast as I want it to. And again, speaking from that idea of, you know, writing a book or creating a project or even being on a self, you know, um, a a journey of self and, and discovering ourselves, you know, this idea of, well, why hasn't it happened yet? And this, for me, the patience that is required to sit in it and to say, this is where I am. And again, then sometimes for me to go back and say, look, if I were to get pregnant today, I can't just say, all right, I'm ready. Let's go. Two weeks later, I'm <laughs> like, there's this natural, <laughs> right. and it's a natural process. It's a divine process that happens according to divine timing. And I think you and I have probably talked about this, um, or I have with someone where like, you know, if you, if the baby comes out, you know, four months early and some, of course, some do, but you know, this idea that it's, is it, um, does it have all the resources it needs? Does it have all of the, you know, does it have everything it needs at that point in time? Well, not necessarily. Um, like thanks to technology and the advancements of medicine, we can certainly help that along. Um, mm-hmm. And same thing, if it came out like a year late, you you physically couldn't get, you know, you wouldn't be able to handle that. <laughs> so we really do have a rec, you know, when I apply that to these other more seamless kind of endless or boundless timelines that you were talking about. I think, again, we can borrow from the idea of a more predetermined timeline to first give ourselves the patience to say, it's not going to happen overnight. And there's a reason it's not happening overnight. There is a predetermined divine timing at play here that then to your point, I get to perceive and relate to however I choose so that I can kind of, you know, have that feel either long or short or, you know, however. And I also can practice the art of patience to say there is a process that's unfolding. And I know for myself with the book, it's important. And I know it's important that there has been time there, there has been time from the conception of the idea until when it will actually be birthed into the world. There's, there is absolutely a divine reason It didn't happen in half that amount of time, for example, and hopefully not twice as much, right? So I also recognize that, that there are times where I'm thinking, okay, again, to that point you were talking about, right? Sometimes with these, it doesn't come predetermined. There is a little more um, like, well, how do I deal with this now, right? The timeline could be whatever I want. And yet there is a sense that I have that if it goes too long, it equally might not serve the way it needs to serve right? Maybe I won't be capable of birthing it at that point, or it will come into the world and it will somehow disrupt things um, in a way it wouldn't have had it come out in its own time. So again, and those are all very nebulous because again, who knows what that timing is? Um, I mean, at least I know I don't, but what I'm learning is I can trust that there is a timing to it. I love that. I love the divine timing. Um, 
as a, a place of trust to build whatever we're going to build. And I completely agree with you that the divine timing is a practice of trust and we get to choose how we relate to that Mm -hmm. Uh, because that trusting Mm -hmm. or that leaning in is such a choice and the product, the project, the the little human, whatever it is Mm -hmm. that we're birthing is so much a culmination of our attitude about it. And our trust in whether or not all of the pieces will come together in the way that they're meant to. And I'll share briefly that when I found out we were pregnant, and I feel very excited that we found out, I mean, within like a couple days mm. <laughs> of getting pregnant, because we were hoping to, um, hoping to get pregnant, um, that before I told anyone else, I you know, I kind of panicked and I kind of, you know, shook around and just, ah, it was so exciting. And then I got very peaceful and I spent, you know, maybe a half hour by myself and I lit a candle and I got on my yoga mat. And the point in me doing that was to surrender my fear from the very beginning Mm -hmm. and to be in deep gratitude because this was a very new experience. And my my patience and my trust and all those different really deep seated, um, uh, what do I want to say, qualities, I guess, that we all house in us somewhere were very present with me. And it was important for me to start out this little seed of a a project, a person with the intention that I will not live this in fear, and that I will trust whatever the outcome is supposed to be, um, is not all in my hands, it's in co creation, and that I'm okay with that, and that I'll experience that fully and not be in fear. And that served me really well. And I think we can do that with any project. Um, you know, for you, it might be the, the book or a collaboration. For others, it might be the personal journey that they're on. And we can take that moment anytime and get quiet and say, wow, I have so much to work with already. Let me now hold hands with something bigger than myself and trust that this is all going to be okay. I don't have to have all the answers but I'm going to stay open to hearing them when they bubble up. And there it is. <laughs> Elle, that was amazing. And I think you, I could not have summed up what we've been talking about more eloquently, more profoundly, and with such wisdom for each listener. So I think if you haven't already, the minute any one of you gets the seed, the, the inkling, the conception of something in your life, get quiet and surrender all of those fears, the need to know, uh, the need to have it figured out by a certain time. And that is a practice. It is a practice and it is an ongoing practice. And so to be reminded of that, but what a beautiful way. I'm so glad that you did that. You, you were able to extend that lesson to us. And I just have a really solid feeling that, you know, your little bundle of joy is going to be welcomed into the world having had that intention set from the start. And what a gift. Thank you. Thank you. We're so excited. (laughs) Wow. So it's a wonderful time. It is a wonderful time. And as always, I find that we could just talk for long, long times on these amazing Mm -hmm. content, but that was so beautifully wrapped up that I want to shift gears. um, And we're going to close out as we do with each of our guests where I get to ask you our, my set standard questions so we get to know <laughs> okay. you a little bit better and then and then we'll we'll say goodbye but thank you for that um 
Mm-hmm. I just, I soaked that in and I, I want everyone to go back, rewind and re-listen to it two <laughs> more times. Okay. So my questions for you, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, so many people, so many wonderful people. Um, one person that comes to mind lately, um, you know, the last maybe year is Elena Brower. She's a meditation and yoga instructor, very well practiced for many years in New York City and around the world at retreats. And one of the things that I found I love most about her is that she is so willing and eloquently able to speak her truth. Mm -hmm. And that means facing a lot of things that any one of us can do wrong, so to speak, Mm -hmm. Um, like how we treat our child, Mm -hmm. how we speak to others. Um, our indiscretions in our relationships, whether that be something physical or just something that we've kind of backtalked about someone mm-hmm. behind their back. Um, she's just so willing to be witnessed in her humanness and then to aspire to the soulfulness that we all have within us as well. And so I follow her. Um, she does wanderlust and, and different um, Omega kind of retreats and they're often recorded and you can find her on YouTube really easily. And I just plug into her once in a while and think, wow, okay, she's an amazing mom. She's an amazing thought leader. She's willing to be so human. And that's inspiring to me mm-hmm. every time. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's amazing. I think you shared one of her videos um, that I watched and I surely I yes, yes, at <laughs> least one. Um, great. Okay, what place or activity most inspires you right now? Well, you know, I was thinking about activities lately and what I'm spending my time doing. And not all of us are drivers, you know, of a, of a literal car. Um, some of us have been city dwellers for a long time and haven't had a car. But in the last couple of years, my partner and I have moved to Connecticut. So we're just outside New York and I go back and forth to the city pretty often. And so that drive is a little over an hour and I find the kinetic energy of being in motion and also the confinement of being in this little bubble gives me sort of a new perspective, a new place to think from. And so my brain tool is all busy while I'm in the car. And then when I get quiet, I find, um, you know, when I'm not moving in a car anymore, that some of those ideas that have come up or questions to self that, you know, we're kind of birthing, um, gives me a place to grow something from. Mm And that's been a new experience for me because there were quite a few years that I didn't drive very much. And now to be in motion like that again has been a really fun activity. Actually. I love that. I'm gonna have, <laughs> I have a whole new perspective on driving now. That's beautiful. And then there are those of us in the Midwest where we, you know, get stuck in, well, maybe not hours of traffic. That was California. But, you know, so many, you know, all the different options and, and lengths of time one can spend in the car. So amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what are you currently working on or creating right now that is most inspiring to you yeah oh well that's such a great question too um you know I think that even though I could answer that I'm I'm working on an inspiration card deck um I'm also doing some writing I'm working with clients one-on-one and I'm always looking to create better programs and and things that are really speaking to someone's soulfulness along with the practicality of living in a beautiful home Um, What I'm most excited about is this 
new, very small offering of working with someone for a limited time, um, kind of like that gestation period, it's predetermined, and working with them both on their big questions, you know, what do I want to do with my life? How do I like to experience time? And then the more specific questions like, how do I want to experience my home? And how can I be the most comfortable and feel most nourished every time I'm coming and going out the door? And so those two components, I consider inner and outer sanctuary. And so I'm offering a very limited um, program for people who are interested in in experiencing both of those and creating that peace and spaciousness that is my my greatest joy. <laughs> yes, and you are so good at it. I mean, Thank I can you. attest you are like the ideal person to help anyone here find those, the both inner and outer. I mean, your home is spacious and peaceful. You are spacious and peaceful. So it, yeah, it is such a beautiful fit um, of in terms of marrying your gifts with um, a gift for others and, and finding a way to bring that into the world. So Thank that you. is exciting. And in just a second, <laughs> we're going to find out how to reach you so that people who want to do that know how, but I have two more quick questions. You don't know about them, but they're very quick. And they're just about a couple <laughs> of books. Cause I know you're an avid reader and I think you have a wealth of knowledge in terms of what you read. So I want to just a couple quick books. One, um, one of your favorite books, or maybe one you've read recently that's inspiring you either personally or spiritually. Mm, great question. Okay. I I do love to read. We're we're big readers, aren't we? Um well I'll say that I love audiobooks. Um I say that every time anybody asks me for a book recommendation, that there is something very special and new in the way that we absorb information when it's spoken to us versus how I read through it. And I'm a slower reader. So um, I think audio gets me through more faster. Um, one that I started this year with that I am still feeling sort of vibration from is um, Elon Musk's biography. And that was just sort of a departure for me as far as being, you know, about this guy who who created Tesla cars and is all about space travel. And normally that wouldn't be something that I'd be so drawn to, but I'm so glad that I read it. I was really deeply inspired by his childhood and how challenging it was for him and that he leveraged that in the most beautiful way to create something, um, many things that are serving our world and our civilization from a very soulful place. Mm. Um, so I would highly recommend that. Um, I forget the author's name right off the top of my head, but I can find that. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, Elon Musk's biography. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And then what favorite book or, or recent book you've read that's been inspiring you in business or work? Mm. Well, I did read Sacred Success, which mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier. Um, and that was pretty interesting as far as how women can feel empowered to grow their own wealth and mm-hmm. feel comfortable just owning that and not making apologies or feeling that we need to have that level of wealth in some kind of check because we shouldn't have too much or should we, we shouldn't be reaching for the stars. Um, that's been particularly powerful for me. And then even though it doesn't specifically regard work, I have found the power of now, which I know you reference quite often um, from Eckhart Tolle, to be a guidepost for me in how I do my work. Mm-hmm. And that one big question for me is, do I love this? Am I present while I'm doing this work? Is this something that feeds my soul? And if I can't answer a resounding yes to those questions, then I'm on the wrong track 
for me. For someone else, it's probably a great fit. (laughs) And thank goodness we're all so different. Um, But that's been a really wonderful, empowering way to look at how I grow my business and how I call in green energy, as we say. Um, However, that comes to me. It's got to be soulful or it it just for me is not worth doing. Mm. Oh, so good. All right. Well, now, because... (laughs) I imagine there are many who are just still listening and have loved every word you have said. Um, So for those who are inspired to reach out and maybe even look up your offer or just find out more about you and and what you're all about, where can they, where can, where can they find you? Yeah. Well, everything is, you know, we're in such a connected world. So pretty much anything that you Google, Google Mm -hmm. under L Callanan um, is going to bring you to either my Instagram, which I am super excited about. It's my Mm -hmm. favorite social media outlet. And I love to engage with people on there or to my Facebook page, which is um, L home. And I share a lot of recipes and soulful ideas and and creative writing and that kind of thing. And then if you want to connect with me directly, my email is l at lhome.com. And I'm pretty good about answering. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Not everybody is, and I, I didn't used to be, but I really make a point of getting right back to anyone who's interested in just having a conversation. You know, there's often someone very special who will reach out and say, well, I don't necessarily want to hire you, but I'd really like to talk to you. Mm. I think, great. I'd like to talk to you too. You're so good to talk with. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Thank you. I encourage that. Um, I will put some of these links um, below the show where it's posted on my website so people can access it and they can find you there as well. So um, amazing. This has just been such a gift to me and I know and expect a gift to so many others. Thank you. Thank you so much for making time for this and sharing out your wisdom. It's just what a wonderful place to come and hear inspiration, absolutely being inspired. <laughs> Thank you. Well, then we'll close with our my favorite song, my which when I first heard this song by India Ari, I, I mean, I lit up and I had such a deep, like just a deeper awareness and of, of what what we're here for and who we are. Um, and I only give the first little snippet, but for anyone who really wants to hear the whole song, go buy it on iTunes or go find it on Spotify. It is amazing. And it's called I am light. And I'll close us with that. Pieces of the brokenness inside 